0: Hi there. Today you're listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Join me as I share some practical applications of the fruit of the Spirit. Here is where you can learn tools to cultivate things like love when you find your son sitting in paint, joy while cleaning up the paint, and peace in more areas besides just hiding in the bathroom. Yes. It is possible to love God, love others, and enjoy it. Well, hi friends, and welcome to podcast number 34. This is called Patience is Key. It's interesting, given the circumstances in the world that we are in currently, that patience is the focus of this month. And I have found great benefit in considering the different ways that I can focus on waiting on the Lord, staying calm, having confidence, trusting in God's sovereignty, waiting for Him to act, and often that involves taking some counterintuitive action on my part because my natural tendency is to respond out of fear or respond out of some sort of survival strategy. We, we don't like to say that we're responding out of fear, but really any time we jump into a survival strategy, responding out of fear is actually at play. And it's not actually an evidence that we are trusting in God and having patience. And so today I want to talk to you about how, the, how important patience is in our lives, how it really is the key to making wise decisions and also how God really has a lot to say about people who are not patiently waiting on the Lord. We're going to we're going to talk about three different examples in the Bible of what that looks like and we're also going to relate those examples to our everyday lives so that you can kind of see how this might be showing up in your life and make some adjustments. I've definitely been doing that Myself over the last few days, and I hope that you'll find this episode really supportive for you as you are patiently waiting on the Lord. And really, you know, how in the world are we going to figure this all, all this stuff out? Is the feeling sometimes, um, what is going on? What do I do about it? Am I making wise choices? And and so we're going to look at some of that today. So. So yes, patience is key, and in order to recognize how we can have patience, it's important that we, re- that we start to learn to notice the different survival strategies that we use when we aren't exhibiting patience. I think recognizing when those things are at play will help us get out of them a little quicker. So many of you have heard that survival strategies, when you're in fear, when you're concerned, there's three different options that people choose. It's fight, flight, or freeze. So they either attack, or they run away and hide, or they freeze. I'm going to call these for for us today, when we are in a situation, sometimes we don't think, oh, I'm fighting somebody or I'm running away or I'm freezing. I'm going to call it being a doer, being a hider, and being a staller. And those are words that I think will resonate with things that we choose, like behaviors that we choose to get into. And hopefully that'll help you be able to recognize them more, uh, well, more easily. So let's take the the fight survival strategy that's the doer and let's look at an example in the bible of someone who because they were nervous because they were operating out of fear or impatience got ahead of what god called them to do my favorite example of this particular situation is in first samuel chapter 13 and actually, this happens twice with the same person. Saul is the king of Israel, and the prophet Samuel is giving him spiritual direction. And in chapter 13, um, Saul as king has been given some instructions for from Samuel. Uh, Samuel told him to do some certain things. And so he told him to, to go and do several things and then wait for Samuel to come. So in verse seven of chapter 13, I'm just going to break into a middle, the middle of a concept here It says, and some Hebrews crossed the fords of the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul was still at Gilgal and all the people followed him trembling he waited seven days, the time appointed by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattering from him. So Saul said, Bring the burnt offering here to me, and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. As soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him and greet him. And Samuel said, What have you done? And Saul said, well, when I saw the people were scattering for me and that you did not come within the days appointed and that the Philistines had mustered at Michmash, I said, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not sought the favor of the Lord. So I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the command of the Lord, your God with which he commanded you for then the lord would have established your kingdom forever so so i didn't read the part where samuel is clearly communicating that he was coming and that saul was to wait for him but you can look in the previous chapter and find that that he had been given clear instructions to wait for samuel and when samuel didn't come in the in the time that he thought he was supposed to, he got nervous. He saw the enemy around him and he decided that the, the thing to do was to take action himself and get the job done outside of the instructions that he had been given. And it actually cost him like his whole throne forever. That was the consequence of this particular action was you, you don't get to have your throne passed down to your lineage. I'm taking it away from you and giving it to somebody else. Saul actually disobeys later again in regards to sacrifice and, um, and Samuel gets, you know, calls him out on it later again in chapter 15. But I think this is an easy example to see of someone who tends to be a doer. When we get impatient, are we like I'm just going to I'm just going to take matters into my own hands and I'm going to go do the thing. Now, taking action isn't wrong, but when we're coming from a place of I have to take control because I don't see God really taking control, or things haven't happened as quickly as I think they should, my expectations haven't been met, and so now I feel like I have to take over. Then it's important to recognize that that survival mentality really points to hey, I think I can do a better job of controlling things than God can, and so I'm gonna take this on myself. And it's a very stressful way to live, it's an exhausting way to live. I know this personally because I live in this space quite a bit. <laughs> this is my tendency. When I get nervous, I I know that I've had a lot of success with planning things, being efficient, really knocking a lot of things out, getting a job done. And sometimes my pride can get in the way and I end up saying, oh, you know what? I can do this better than other people, or I can get this done, or if I just control these circumstances, then I'll be fine. And really, it's a way to eliminate the need to trust God. And so I was definitely doing this the other day where I was trying to crank out a bunch of work and help get the kids set up on school stuff and help and work on my business and um, just recently. And I, as I was doing that stuff, I was getting more and more exhausted and I kept seeing all the things that needed to be done. And I kept trying to just ram another thing through and, and regardless of how I feel, I'm going to do something else. And I was called out on it by, by another believer, a friend of mine who pointed out, wait, isn't, isn't God in charge? (laughs) Isn't he in charge of this? We can trust Him, and what that might look like is surrender, to intentionally rest when it feels counterintuitive. Ironically, it was the hardest thing in that moment to decide that it was okay to put those tasks down, and as a testimony of my trust in the Lord, go do something relaxing. In that moment, I chose to go sit at the dining room table and put a puzzle together. It was really difficult to do. And if you have ever felt really resistant to taking a break, to relaxing, doing something that isn't moving forward, getting the goal done, getting the job done, then you might be someone who tends to be a doer when you get nervous or start to feel stressed impatience is the key. When we when we intentionally surrender and we choose to rest when it feels counterintuitive, when we're naturally inclined to be a doer, it puts our confidence back in God. It puts our confidence back in God's sovereignty that he is controlling things that it's really that the burden lands on him to figure out how all the things get done. And so I encourage you, if you're a doer, to look for a play, and you, you, this resonates with you, I encourage you to look for where can you take a step back and intentionally rest. Maybe that looks like sitting on the couch and watching TV when ordinarily you feel inclined to push through another activity. Maybe it looks like getting out of the house and taking a walk. Maybe it looks like putting a puzzle together or reading a book or sitting down and drinking a cup of coffee and resting. The intentional rest is a, is a behavior that we can apply to being a doer that helps our, our spirit get back into a trusting relationship with the Lord and allowing patience to be a way that we honor God as ruler over our lives. So that's the doer That's the fight symptom of our survival mode The doer The second one is flight Which I call a hider (laughs) It might be that we just kind of either run the opposite direction Or maybe we come up with a way to avoid a circumstance By going in a totally different direction So the example from the Bible that I use for this is obviously Jonah. He's a great example of this. God gave him a clear direction to go preach to the people of Nineveh. And he was scared. So I'm going to flip over there in my Bible. In Jonah chapter 1. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and went down into it to go with him to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. So we see God clearly directing him in what he needed to do, and then he didn't do it. <laughs> he got nervous. He was scared about the whole situation, and as a result, he decided that the best thing to do was to run in the opposite direction. It wasn't smart. We know from the story of Jonah that he got swallowed by a fish, that he lived in in the fish for three days. And then like he had to pay some serious consequences from hiding from what God wanted us to, from what God wanted him to do. He had a survival strategy around when he got fearful and his survival strategy was how far and how fast can I go in the opposite direction? And if you've ever looked at a map of where he was and where Nineveh is and where Tarshish is, You can see very clearly that it was in the opposite, exact opposite direction of where God had called him to go. So this is the flight strategy, uh, someone who is hiding from the situation. But again, I encourage you that patience is key and evidence that we're willing to have patience and that is that we trust God for what he calls us to and We can step forward. So that can look like an intentional action. And actually, the action to take for the hider and the staller is the same. It's what one next thing can you do? What one step forward? And so I want to cover what the staller looks like because, because these two, you can take the same action To get back into a place of trusting the Lord and having patience and believing that he is taking care of us. So, the staller is similar to a hider, except they're not running away. They just aren't moving forward. The example of this one is is the children of Israel. In Numbers chapter 13, which I'm going to flip over there and... Just read to you, this is a familiar story as well, where um, in chapter 13, verse 17, it says that Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up into the Negev and go up into the hill country and see what the land is and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many. And whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not, be of good courage and bring some fruit from the land. So they get this instruction to go up. God's already told them this is the land. He's like, go. So Moses is like, go check it out. And they come back with a very fearful response. Uh, they sent. 12 people to spy out the land 10 of them came back with a very fearful response 2 of them said no this is the land God gave us and we're reporting what it is but God's given it to us we can move forward in faith and the the children of Israel were so angry about the possibility of having to move forward and take action that was huge that they were ready to stone those 2 men that came back with a positive response and and as a result, they got the ultimate consequence of having to stall. <laughs> God, God actually was so unhappy with them and their fearfulness and dragging their feet about going in that he gave them another 40 years in the desert for that whole generation to actually die off before they were allowed to go in. Talk about having to pay for stalling, that is some significant consequence of that particular action. But I really think it comes from that natural inclination to freeze when we're scared, to what can we do to avoid moving forward. In today's life, what that can look like is either... We've got lots and lots of things that we could do, and so we sit there and do nothing. Maybe it looks like zoning out. Um, maybe it looks like spending a lot of time on social media or just tuning in to the news over and over and over again. It looks like a smart thing to be well-informed, but actually that can be a stalling tactic that we use to avoid having to take any kind of action if we can just continue to stare at the television screen and the news and what's actually being, you know, we're going to, we're just going to be well-informed and we're going to keep being well-informed, then we lose the ability to actually move forward with anything else that needs to be done well. That's not being a good steward of, of our lives. And it's not, And it really is not a way of trusting the Lord. It's giving glory to fear as opposed to a sovereign God. And so that's why I say that being a hider and a staller, the action is the same. So whether you're in flight mode or freeze mode, the key is to figure out, okay, well, what's one action? What's one next thing I can do to take action in this situation? This is one of the one of the things that we discuss in the mastermind, and also will be coming up in our. Uh, if you haven't heard about our Fruit Pursuit nine week intensive that we're starting at the beginning of April, I know that's coming up really fast, but we still have some slots open for that. That we're going to be talking about just what's one next thing that you can do to incorporate the fruit of the Holy Spirit into your life in a practical way. And we're going to go through in nine weeks, I've pulled some of the the nine favorite topics that we talk about from the Fruit Pursuit Mastermind. And we're going to tackle those in, in a nine week intensive to give you the most bang for your buck and take some quick action so that you can have some rapid success in in demonstrating the fruit of the spirit in your everyday life. And if you want more information on that, you can go to maryaldrichcoaching.com slash apply and just put nine week intensive in the comment box of what you're interested in. And I will reach out to you to see if you're a good fit for that program. But so, that's what we're doing to focus on that. That's one next step you can take if you really want to be cultivating patience and love and coming from a place of calm and confidence and trust and God's sovereignty. If you want to be um, demonstrating those qualities to the rest of your family so that they have an example to follow of what that looks like so that you, you cultivate a culture around you of trust and of uh, in God of what that looks like of how you can demonstrate these the fruit of the Holy Spirit in everyday life that's what we're doing but what one next thing do you need to do to avoid this stalling tactic to really practice that patience is key and stay in a state of trusting in God's sovereignty you know the other day I got stalled out when I was When everything went down about this, uh, the, the quarantine business not too long ago, and suddenly I was trying to figure out how to make menus, how to get my business done, how to school my kids from home, even though they're in public school, all of these different things. And on one Sunday afternoon, I was trying to strategically map out a whole bunch of things all at the same time, and the tasks became a little overwhelming. And I found myself just sort of zoned out in la-la land. Like, I don't know what to do next. (laughs) When I realized that I was giving a place in my life to fear and I was allowing fear to dictate this freeze symptom, I recognized the next thing. And I'm so grateful that the Lord prompted me this way, but I'm, I recognize That the action I needed to take was just, what's one way that I can give God and order the priority in my life and take back ground from chaos and confusion? And so, when I realized that I just had to take one next step... I noticed that there was just a little menu spreadsheet that I had created that was really chaotic on the paper, like it had been scribbled on, like it physically looked confusing and chaotic. And that even though that wasn't going to solve all the problems and figure out all the things, it was one small action I could take towards creating something that looked calm and peaceful. And so that's what I did. I rewrote the menu, re-typed it up, I printed it out and that was one thing that looked like order it looked like giving god glory that that he is an organized god that he is not the author of confusion that and and that one little piece of paper could be a testimony towards me taking action in other areas of my life and so i printed that menu out okay here's one place that i have taken action And you know, it gives me courage to take action in another place. And so I did, and I was able to take action in another place, in another place. And before long, we had quite a number of the things figured out. They all happened relatively quickly, and I felt ready to take on the day. Like, I had been a good steward of my time. I had been a good steward of my thoughts, and I was using them productively, And that's, that's really coming from a place of trusting that God is sovereign, that he's in control, that I have nothing to fear and I can use my brain wisely. I can use what God's given me wisely to take the next step. So, you know, with everything as volatile as it is, and when this podcast comes out, I don't know, you know, what will be going on then, but what I know for certain is that Patience is still key that trusting in the sovereignty of God looks like if I'm inclined to do from a place of fear, I can rest. And if I'm inclined to hide from a place of fear, I can take action. And if I'm inclined to stall out from a place of fear, I can take one action knowing that God is in control. So, I hope you'll look at this and see that we can jump into any of these survival strategies at any given time. I've definitely jumped into all three different times in my life, even recently, but which one is resonating with you most today and which action do you need to take? It's probably the one you're most resistant to, honestly. To, you know, if you are the doer, you're going to be resistant to sitting down and resting. If you're hiding, you're going to be resistant to taking any sort of action. If you're stalling, you're going to be resistant to to taking just one step forward. You know, if Jonah had taken one step towards Nineveh instead of going towards Tarshish, I think it would be a whole different story. If Israel had gone and spied out the land and then been willing to say, I don't know how this is all going to get done, but God has given us this land and we are going to do, like, what do you want us to do next, God? What one step do you want to do us to do next? I, they would have had a whole different story. They could have avoided 40 years of walking around in the desert. Instead, Jonah could have avoided three days in the belly of a fish as a result of just being willing to take one step towards what God was calling him to and of course Saul as the doer if he had followed directions and been patient and not taken matters into his own hands given let trust him that even though the army was was amassing against him that god is sovereign and he is still on the throne and if Saul had realized that he could have kept his kingdom so i think the takeaway is that There are serious consequences for us when we jump the gun, when we refuse to trust in God's sovereignty. That's exactly what patience is. It's key. Patience is key because it is evidence of trusting in God's sovereignty. So that's what I have for you on patience this week. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. What one next thing are you going to do to take action And if you're interested again in that fruit pursuit nine week intensive that starts in April, don't forget to go to maryaldritchcoaching.com slash apply. Let me know that that's what you're interested in and I'll reach out to you. Also, I look forward to next month with you where we will be talking about in the month of April, all about the goodness of God and how we can demonstrate goodness towards the other people in our lives and incorporate that fruit of the Holy Spirit in each and every day. Until then... Take care. You've been listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. To hear more great ways of growing your mindset in the fruit of the spirit, please subscribe. You can listen to other episodes and find additional resources at fruitpursuitpodcast.com. To learn more about Mary Aldrich and the coaching work she is so passionate about, visit maryaldrichcoaching.com. And by the way, what one next step are you taking today?